Welcome back for another episode of Sportslandia brought to you by Next Professional Athlete Recruiting Services. Brian Slyke, Ray Bradley here. Uh, we, we have a lot to break down. We have last week off and a lot of things happened from the what NFL with injuries, uh, some yeah. certain players again following through. Uh, just the league. Yeah, it, it, it was a rough one for him. The MLB playoffs has gotten going and uh, some surprise teams already eliminated. Yeah. Sounded like all the 101-win teams are already oh. planning their vacations. So is rest good? I don't know. We'll talk about that. Uh, Longer we'll... regular season? Is that what we need? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> is 162 really worth it? And then new Olympic sports coming up for the LA Games in 2028. They are adding flag football, squash, cricket, and a couple other ones. Uh, and then, of course, we've always got our fan favorite fantasy sandbag that we'll be talking about. We do. And then our nerd corner uh, with Sir... Raymundo Bradley. Heavily teased. Here we go. <laughs> so let's get into the MLB playoff recap right now, Ray. I know. Take me through it. Uh, there, there were some interesting games that happened in the divisional round. Uh, Dodgers were a team that had over 100 wins. They ran away with the NL West. The Braves ran away with the NL East. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns out both of those teams lost to the wildcard teams from their divisions in the first round. Wow. Uh, Dodgers got the full-on buy um, right. in that first wild card round that was going on. Same with the Baltimore Orioles, who were also another hundred-win team that had a lot of hope going into it, but they yeah. got swept in in the in the first round that they were in, and it was Sheesh. a poor showing for them. And so it sort of goes on to the you know is rest good or bad when sure. it comes to the MLB playoffs because you get into such a groove. When you're going through 162 and you yep. get, you know, one game off every, say, 15 days. Yeah. And, and, you know, your travel schedule kind of broken up in the playoffs as well. Usually mm-hmm. you have two at home, then you have an off day, and then you go on the road. Uh, so my question is for you, is rest a curse? It's the age-old question. I mean, there's been situations in the NFL as well where this has happened, where those teams get those buys, and it's a question of rust, you know, like... You get out of your game element, like you said, and the other team gets a, a week to kind of figure out what's working and pick it up and pick up some momentum into the next round, and then they come to see you, and you're just trying to remember how it was you played two, three weeks ago or whatever when you were still playing. Uh, no, it's still an excuse for me. I don't yeah, buy it. right? If it was a single game like the NFL, I can understand it a little more. When it's a series like baseball or basketball, I how many games do you need yeah. to remember how to play? Apparently more than three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you telling me that you're not picking up a bat or throwing sure. bullpens or anything like that during that yeah. off time? I mean, like, there's still things you can do to yes. keep your timing and all that stuff. I mean, you look at the two best hitters for the Dodgers, um, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. I'm sorry. I, it's part of the story. I thought I was prepared. The arc of it all. <laughs> one for 21, and their one hit in Jesus. that series was an infield single by Freddie Freeman. Oh, oh. So that tells you how far things really came for the Dodgers when those two were a one-two punch throughout the entire regular season. Yeah. With power, with speed, all of that, good defense as well. Mm-hmm. But then you run into the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team that at one point in the season was only a game back of the Dodgers. Uh, they put out that infamous meme of, you know, oh, it'd be a shame if you lost it, reaching <laughs> behind and trying to pull you yep. in. Then after that, the Do- or the uh, the Diamondbacks, excuse me, ended up losing like eight out of their next 12 or something like that, fell Jeez. back in the division. But then 
kept it all together though enough to get into the wild card at the very end well they've got some hops on their team i oh, assume so 11 11 I, hops had to be a big piece of it hey, coming from where we are i mean they got the potential rookie of the year in corbin carroll he's a speed demon and surprisingly a power bat for his stature wow uh as a lefty guy That's quite the combo yeah um but you know the diamondbacks i, I think they're just too young and and i say mm. that in a way of just like we don't know how good we are yet at the moment. Yeah, and the ceiling hasn't been put on them yet. Exactly. So, so it's just kind of like we're, we're gonna we're gonna mess around, see what happens, and and it turned out great for them because <laughs> yeah. they beat the Dodgers. Yeah, look what and, happened. And uh, beat the doors off of them too. I mean, Kershaw didn't even get out of the first inning, which I guess isn't too big of a surprise since yeah. you know it's uh, October. Kershaw uh-huh. is has never been uh, fantastic. Even I'm aware of that kind of history. And uh, it just goes to show that the Dodgers can only win World Series when it's 60 game seasons and no fans in the stands. You know, it's, it's the Laker bubble championship issue. You know, like yeah, you won the championship as uh, the bubble champion. I don't know. So yeah, it's a question that has to be asked. But yeah, I, you know, it's the the real question is, is the rust of the rest versus getting through that first round mm-hmm. i'll always take getting through that first round uh you know and like i said it's in a series you should be if they if they really surprise you in that first game and you're not ready okay i understand but that you've got chances to pick yourself back up so at a certain point especially with these series the best team usually kind of ends up winning or the yeah. hottest team I yeah guess. yeah kind of can go either way in the postseason and then for the dodgers i mean you're one of the the wealthiest franchise you spent the most money on your payroll yeah and and you fall flat uh when it matters most and then you look at the other series uh in the nl it was phillies versus braves and the braves were arguably the most impressive offensive team we've seen in probably the last 30 years wow at least uh both were their power numbers uh, I mean, you had four or five different guys hit over 30 home runs this year, which is almost unheard Holy of. Holy moly. Um, and they, too, fell flat against the Phillies, another team that was a wild card team that yep. that got their way in. And, you know, Harper, Schwarber, Trey yeah. Turner, all these guys are showing up. And, it, you know, I was listening to uh, another podcast. Whoa. Not to plug anybody, Shout no plugging. Oh my um, but they talked about, you know, how do you win these games? It's it's pitching and then power. That's mm. a lot of how these teams are winning games. And uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead because we're in the LCS rounds right now. Sure. But, you know, the Phillies just jumped all over the Diamondbacks yesterday. They had four home runs. They won 10 to nothing, Holy including cow. two home runs in the first inning. So, like, you get that momentum early. You, have, yeah. you show that power. The bats are hot. Exactly. So, it, there's a lot going into it, but I, I think it does show that – it's not just good defense, but pitching's going to need to be top notch, yep. and you have to have the guys that are going to produce at the plate, yep. hitting home runs and driving guys in, and you can't play small ball when it comes to the playoffs. It just doesn't really work out that way. Yeah, too many rounds, too many different teams and situations you have to face. Got to be well rounded. Now, the some of the extracurriculars that I saw from the series were some of the Bryce Harper things that were going on. Yeah, for the Braves. As far as some potential stare downs, I may have seen. Well, there's there's a little bit of a backstory there. Apparently, there was some, a, there was an uncredentialed person that was in the clubhouse for the Braves. This this was kind of my question was that they, a lot of this came into like the sanctity of the clubhouse and some words got out that he maybe said about Harper that got back to Harper and, and this is you know 
oh, absolutely crazy within the baseball realm to do this. So I was kind of curious to pick your brain on some of those things because I love the stare down. That just makes it fun. Well, yeah, absolutely. That, that's the one thing I got to say about baseball is like, let the guys have some fun. Let them yeah. let them do their things. Do a little bit of taunting. Obviously, you can't let it get too far. But like, you, you don't need a Tim Anderson situation trying to square up and punch somebody and then get knocked out. Sure, but that's where I'll draw. The line. Yeah, that's that's where I draw the line there. But with the whole Harper situation, yeah. So an uncredentialed person was in the locker room, overheard Arcia say these things, and then put that out there. Uh, I believe it was on social media. Sure. And uh, the world we live in. Yep. Yeah, and. Basically, a lot of guys in the Braves clubhouse were not happy with that, feeling like you lost the sanctity of the clubhouse where you should be able to say just about anything. But at the same time, you had media personnel in there. It's a little rich. Um, the other situation was this guy didn't necessarily see Arceus say these words. He just heard things that were said. Sure. So, like, the quote could have been taken out of context in that sure. situation. But... I mean, you've got media in there. What do you think is going to happen? Yep. That That's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, if you really don't want anything to get out there, then don't say anything while the media has their availability to you. Yeah. Like, it's... if you want to say that type of stuff when you're out to dinner afterwards and there's no cameras around, nobody's got sure. a microphone, Next go for it. Next day of training or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Next day chance. at the ballpark, before the game, during BP, whatever it is. But the fact that you got up into a stink because... You said something while there was media and cameras around. I feel like that kind of falls on you. Yeah, plus it's it's the age old like you let Bryce Harper get the hits on you. At that point, I don't. It doesn't really matter what you said, right? They're scoring runs. It's right. just so uh, that was some of the stuff I loved from that series that added some some fun to it, some extracurriculars. Yeah, definitely. So. And I I think it's great to have Harper get this far into the playoffs. Like last year, he got hurt. Sure. And yeah. And you're seeing, and also who doesn't love Nick Castellanos and his timely home runs as well. Yeah. Uh, you know this the Phillies team is just like fun. They're yeah. they're fun to watch. There's a good group of people on that team. Um, not that I'm a Phillies fan in any way, but they're sure. like I, I'm a Kyle Schwarber fan. So seeing him do his thing for the Phillies, I think is great. Yeah. They're kind of feel like they're the team to kind sort of, of beat right now certainly looking at this bracket they're they're certainly rolling as uh, it so we've got two teams up 2-0 yep that's correct so, so in the alcs it is the rangers and the astros rangers are still in search of their first ever world series title so all, meanwhile all texas over there huh? yeah meanwhile okay. the astros have made seven straight alcs's so holy I, moly so my question for you how many of those were trash can related just the first couple. Oh, cool. And that and that's where I was leading into. Yeah. Is this team just good? Does the fact that they got caught cheating kind of take away from how good they are now and their consistency? It feels like they really didn't need the trash can situation no. you know, to be this good and consistent. Yeah. Yet they still did it. They still did it. Uh, they're trying to find an edge. And, you know, I'll try to walk the line as a Patriots fan. This is starting to sound a, <laughs> you know, I don't like to get into those discussions, but there are some familiarities to these two storylines, I will say. Taking practices. So, yeah. did you need to do it? You would have won anyway, I don't know. So, I don't want to get into all that, but, I mean, if you keep producing after something like that has happened and everybody has turned on you. And, and you've won a World Series since then. It's kind of hard to argue with. I mean, this was the 
Brady Deflategate revenge season in a way. Mm-hmm. But I would rather not, you know, attach my Patriots to this Astros team, although there are some similarities, I'll say. But, you know, I, even I hate to say it, it's fun to root against them when you hear something like that from an outside perspective. But if they keep producing at a certain point, you do kind of have to tip your cap to them. Yeah, I was going to say seven straight ALCS. Seven times you're in the final four teams to try to win a World Series. You're obviously doing something right. Yeah, I, I that's mean, crazy. And, and you look at the players who are on that roster now, like there's only a couple people who were a part of that that are still sure. on that team. I mean, Altuve obviously is there. And, sure. And that's you know, kind of the, the main instigator, because he was a guy who possibly had the buzzer on him mm-hmm. and all that other yep, stuff. Yep, the whole but, side thing, yep, yep. But, I mean, for the most part, I, it's impressive what the Astros have done, and I think you're sort it of is, far enough removed now from the trash can situation that I think you just have to, uh, respect might not be the word, but you have to acknowledge that this is just a good team. You do. You do have to. That being said, they're down 2 nothing. They are. To the Texas Rangers right now. you don't hate to see that. Um, I think everybody in the baseball community is probably happy about that just because of the longevity of and there. yeah, the longevity that the, the Astros have had and their success and, uh, seeing the Rangers good since, you know, like Josh Hamilton, remember when he was with them and hitting dingers and yeah. had them in the world series. I mean, the Rangers don't forget they were a strike away from winning the world series against the Cardinals back in the mid two thousands twice, by the way. And David freeze came Jesus. through with a couple of big hits both times and, um, so seeing the Rangers get there, Scherzer is coming back from injury. Okay. So I don't know if he's necessarily going to be your, your bona fide number one pitching option, but he's a guy that um, maybe you bring him out of the pen right now. Sure. Because he's been dealing with that injury. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, who was a, a trade deadline pickup from the New York Yankees, a team that was just awful this year. Love and to hear that. And the Yankees, a, a team that struggled against the Astros, and mm. you trade two arms to the rangers and both arms have gotten wins or have pitched well against the astros in this series so if you're a yankees fan you're like well why couldn't we get that type yeah, of production why not us um <laughs> in which case i'll say i've got no sympathy for you you're the yankees and you're nope. just gonna have to deal with it i don't think uh, anybody wants to see their success in any way no, um they've had plenty yeah Predictions for the rest of the ALCS and we'll oh, jump into my, the NLCS. You want my prediction? Oh, yeah, boy, I want boy. your non-baseball expertise. Uh, well, based on this, one team's up 2-0. Um, we'll have to see what the trash can situation is in Houston. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we might start here some banging lately. Um, who's uh? What have these been? Two home games, two away games. I believe these were two home games. Okay. Um, Feels like Phillies rolling. No, they were they were away games. Feels like they'll get there. Uh, so Texas run one, twice on the road. Correct. Oh, then I, it's hard not to pick that team at that point. Um, yeah, wild. I'm choosing the two teams who are both up 2-0. I know it seems crazy, but <laughs> it may just work. Uh, Scherzer's actually expected to pitch in their next matchup Ooh. today. Ooh, put the vice grip on. Which them. is the 18th of October as that we record this. All right, okay. We don't know when this episode comes out, you know. On the other side of the bracket, though, Phillies are up 2-0 over the Diamondbacks, and I think this is more of, we were just in the World Series last year. We know what we need to do to get there again. They're rolling. And the Diamondbacks are what we mentioned against, you know, the the Dodgers. Like, maybe they're just too young, and the inexperience is sort of playing against them now. It's sort of like the 2015 Cubs, where nobody expected them to do anything, and then the Cubs made it to the NLCS 
And then they ran into the juggernaut that was the the four great arms for the New York Mets right. in that NLCS, and then they didn't even, they got swept. So it's like a young yeah. team that is coming up that nobody had on their radar. Really. Yeah, the, the needs to stay hot to get these wins, and now they're down in this position. It's and, don't and, have as many of those leaders who've been there before. And they lost big in their last one. I mean, they lost ten nothing to the Phillies yesterday. Yeah. Um, so that's. Kind of what we have going on in the MLB race. Uh, I'm kind of. I'm hoping it's you know, I would love the Diamondbacks to get there just because you know we Major work for hops. the Hops and yep. everything else like that, which is their single A high A affiliate. Um, but I think it's definitely going to be Rangers versus Phillies uh, in this World Series. It's certainly starting to lean that way. Yeah, I'll be uh, curious to see how it pans out. But yeah, all the big teams seem to be out. All the hundred wins teams. It's down to all the teams that got hot, which yeah could could make for more fun. Let's head over to uh, the Olympic Village, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They the, already built that thing? Yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, it's L.A. I'm sure they can get it done maybe decently fast. That's true. Uh, the 2028 Olympic Games announced that they will be adding multiple sports flag football, which I think you and I are going to be pretty excited about. We'll go into a little sure. bit of discussion about that. That's the curious one to me of this list. Yeah. Uh, then you got squash, which Big very come up. niche sport. It's, been, it's had to come up recently, it yeah. feels like. But, yeah sort of a weird one and then you got cricket which i feel like the united states has no chance of really meddling in because no. it's not our sport but internationally it was like i was kind of shocked that wasn't already in there it's such a big sport right especially europe like and whatnot. yeah europe asia too i mean yeah. very, very big over there yep. like you look at india or pakistan those are big cricket uh countries yeah and i think you said that it had been there before and last time cricket was in the olympics was 1900 when it was hosted by Paris. Okay, so a little bit, a little while ago. Yeah, it's, it's only over 100 years. No, no big deal. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to come back. And then... I won't be watching. Yeah, I probably won't don't be watching. Don't they last days? Them. Yeah. Uh, they some can. Games have lasted days, They so can. Uh, not ideal. <laughs> no. The next sport they're adding is lacrosse. It's making a comeback. The last time lacrosse okay. was in the Olympics was 1908. Wow. So another one that was over 100 years. Crazy. They're using some rackets or something back then, just full some wooden, wooden sticks. sticks. Like that's yeah, interesting. I'm curious how international that one will be. I don't know if that's more of an American thing or not. I'm not really sure. Well, it was created by the indigenous people here, so that is okay. an excellent question. Uh, I'm not. We'll I'm not out. sure how uh, how global reaching that is necessarily. I don't either. Uh, Maybe and it's then, like similar to polo or something though. That's sort that's of true. Yeah, international. I don't know. And then uh, they'll be having baseball and softball back again. They were just in the 2020 Olympics. Um, sure. Which the... I, I think is great bringing those back because yeah. they, there was a run from the 92 Olympics, uh, which I think was Atlanta. Or no, it was Barcelona. 96 was Atlanta. Okay. Um, and then in Sydney in 2000 and then 04, I forget where it was. Maybe it was back in Greece, I think. Um, but Sounds familiar. You had five straight olympics where you had baseball softball then they took it out after 2008 so you had 12 16 so yeah, two two olympics without it for some reason okay yeah i wasn't sure if you had an idea of what the reasoning was there i i don't i don't know why they took that out maybe it, it was viewership related well, or and there's there are like other international baseball baseball tournaments right like there's the world baseball classic okay. which we had this past year. yeah that was when trout and otani were playing against exactly. each other okay. but but if you think about it like that that's also sort of like the world cup Yes. You have the Olympics, which is great, and then like two years later, you have the World Cup. Yeah. And then two years later, you're back you at the Olympics again. They do again. them all, yeah. So, like, that's kind of what 
baseball is doing with the World Baseball Classic. Mm. Softball is also going to be in the Olympics this year. Um, Make no brainer, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I think it, I think it makes the most sense. International sports. You saw how many people were interested in the World Baseball Classic, specifically like yeah. the U.S. Japan matchup, Otani. Trout was obviously a big storyline because yeah. they were teammates. Very and all cool. That. Very cool. Um, I think you're gonna get a lot of viewership from this, not just for sure. When I say locally, I mean the United States. Yes. Uh, in, in that aspect, um, you know, like cricket. I don't know. Squash again is is more of a, a niche sport. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen the courts, seen some people play it, but I don't know how many eyes that's necessarily going to draw. Um, it's like the hipster sport nowadays. It feels like, and yeah, it's it's been gaining momentum, but I don't know how how much it's quite there yeah. yet as far as numbers. I think cricket, you'll get a few eyes just out of curiosity if you're not used to seeing it. Um, are, are we specifically talking about American eyes? I guess here because I I think that one will be huge. That one will be huge international for wise. Yes, but, but yeah, for stateside, us, stateside, you're gonna get it's probably, a curiosity exactly. Or if you're just like. Baseball's not long and short enough, which <laughs> I is a take, cricket. I suppose. I kind of go the other direction with that, so I'm a little less likely. But it's there if you want it, you know. Yeah. It's And it, it's it's interesting, so and it makes a lot of sense. All those make a lot of sense. The flag football one, I'm really curious as to I think that how was that was developed. mainly a United States push. Sure. And uh, I'm sure they. my idea is they were probably pushing football, maybe. And then everyone else was like, uh, we don't need that kind of <laughs> head injury, probably most likely. Right, added games. And so they settled for the flag football as maybe a tester or something? I'm not really sure. Well, I think it's less it demanding on the body, so you're going to have less injuries for yes, people. exactly. Um, and when you think about the United States, I mean, they have leagues now for flag football, like yeah. especially in the youth area. Yeah. So you're going to get eyes looking at that. Um I mean, they're still you're looking at what, yeah, still very much watchable. I mean, Same I've, I've watched the main, main large football. Like you, you watch large. the Ocho occasionally, and you know they'll sure. have like the championship for flag football for you know the youth leagues or whatever, and it's still somewhat entertaining when yeah. you know, I mean, thirty-year-old man here sure. watching flag football of you know thirteen, yeah. fourteen-year-old. Well, that that kind of sparked a thing, a a YouTube hole I fell down recently, which was the the professional tag league. Oh yeah, which is. Pretty crazy to watch sometimes. I feel like that'd be fun to like. That would be that would be Come great. I'm not sure. It probably isn't an Olympics, or I would have heard about it by now. But oh, it's not an Olympics. To throw that in there is obviously like just very accessible for every. It's just where's your quick guy? Put him over there. We'll put ours over here. Chaos ensues with jungle gyms in between. Like, yeah, it's like a mixture of parkour and tag. Yeah, so I uh, that very much feels like the flag football thing. What would the player pool be for that? Are you taking? I don't know. Stephon I saw Parsons says Allen? he wants like, to participate in that's it. That's what I mean. Um, I, I the only reason why I think it's going to pick up steam internationally is because you look at the NFL and the way they've marketed themselves. Say. Playing games in Mexico City, playing yep. games in London, playing games in Germany, and like yep. there was such a thing as NFL Europe. There are people who do pay attention to football there. There are professional leagues there. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, you know they're not the NFL. We sure. all know that, but sure. people are interested in it. It's a way to consume it and a way to possibly get your name out there in some type yeah. of way. Um, but yeah, the talent pool. Are you gonna let professionals play this? Defense is a little bit different, but like your offensive skill guys, could you imagine like 
Tyreek Hill so matching I mean, up with like Patrick Mahomes Tyreek again. Tyreek Hill without pads. Somehow even faster. Even, he'll be like, hitting 25, dude. It's, <laughs> and I, then everybody else is just grabbing like... They're grabbing wind. College no kids or catching. something who played football at one point in their I mean, life. I suppose like, you could... I don't know. I, the way you could do it is just... There is that international pool the NFL has now where they take guys from other countries mm-hmm. and have them on their practice squad or bring them in for training camp and things like that. Yeah. Much so, more often nowadays. Yeah, definitely. They, the NFL's done a good job of trying to promote that and yeah. make it more of a global game. I think this is just the next step for it, yeah. really. Um, it's, like I said, easy on the body, so you're not going to get many injuries. Yep. It's easy to play, pretty easy to follow. I, I imagine the numbers are... Is it like probably going to be like a seven on seven? That would be my guess. Type thing. Seven on seven. You're not going to have really linemen. offensive linemen. So is this like a five alligator rule at the Olympics? Is there five alligator five you know, count? Yeah, like yeah, before okay, you that, rush we, kind yeah, of thing. I mean, the way we this going to so I do refing at the Nike headquarter campus. Oh, okay. So I came to the right guy. Yeah, and uh, we count up to five, and on five, it's just a sack. Oh. No, no rush. Cannot rush. But it, it very much is league-to-league dependent. Because like when I played in college, we could rush the quarterback. But as sure. an offensive lineman, you couldn't put your hands on it. You had to like put your hands behind your back and make yourself yeah, big, yeah. step it away. Lots of different kind of tweaks to it. So like I could huh. see it being just regular 7-on-7, seven seven, or I could see it being like 9-on-9. Nine, nine nine. You have like a center and one lineman, and yeah. then you've got like two people rushing in or – or say your center goes out and you only have one offensive lineman. Who knows? Like, it, sure. it's really rules dependent. I don't think that's necessarily been, f- you know, fleshed out yet. They've got right. another six years or five years before twenty twenty eight comes around to get that done. Yeah, it's it's intriguing. I'm curious to see how it goes. Who who would you have on your team? Uh, well, the Tyree kill with no pad speed is fascinating to me. That's that's pretty exciting. You want just the shiftiest guys, I guess, too, because you're just trying to avoid getting tackled or the flag your grabs, off. keep yeah. them away, some distance between Did them. Did we bring John Ross back? Oh my God! Finally, John Ross, Justin Ross, McCall Hardman, all the random guys who ran flies for the Chiefs the last yeah. five years <laughs> <laughs> can just come in there and do this. And maybe uh, work I'd out love a to see better. like bring you back, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know? Oh. He would just sling it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you who I don't want is Devontae Parker. I don't want him on my flag football team because he can't catch with pads on even. Well, that's true. But you could also go back to history or, or like, family backgrounds for players. Okay. And, like, maybe they don't The fourth Gronk brother? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No. What (laughs) I'm saying is, like, Fitzpatrick Heritage, Irish. Go play for the Irish oh, team oh, okay. instead of playing for the American team. How many quarterbacks can you actually carry? Yeah, how many have some dual citizens? Can Kurt Warner be on the Canadian team because he played Canadian football back in the day? But he's not. Know. But he's not Canadian. Though. Well, you that's know. when you bring out Nathan Rourke, who's, oh. the, who's the backup in Jacksonville. Now that dude is a stud. He'd be pretty good. <laughs> okay. And the only reason why I know that's because that's Maxson right here, and okay. he played at the University of Ohio, Ohio, uh, okay. Ohio University. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Um, be curious, you know. Like, I think you could have a lot of fun with it. And there are, like, a lot of Canadian players, too. I mean, that play in the NFL that you just don't even realize. Yeah. Um, obviously, being in the CFL, there's going to be guys where you have to have Canadian citizenship to play in that league. You sure. can only have X amount of Americans play on your roster. Sure. Um, it's like, 
I feel like there's almost endless possibilities where it's like, oh, like the roster's only 15 people. Well, my family heritage is X, Y, or Z. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to go over here. I mean, yeah, like. You can go back like five rungs on the family tree yeah. and hopefully figure it out. Like you, you can do just about anything. So I think flag football will, will be interesting. It just really depends yeah. on how they break down those rules. Yeah. I mean, um, I think my favorite part of it is the more I think about it, the more it sounds and looks like NFL Street 2. Yeah. As long as everyone is dressing like that and like jumping off walls and throwing stuff, I'll be happy. Uh, thoughts overall on all these sports that are being added? Uh, I agree with all of them. No complaints. I, uh, a you, plus. you basically add sports. I will not watch cricket, though. But <laughs> other people will, and that's why it's there. That's your that's your bold statement right My there. My bold statement, it, other, unless it surpasses, and no no hate on the, unless it surpasses figure skating as my go-to, like, this will put me in a nap Olympic sport, <laughs> which is good. That's a, its own, like, plus. But right now, figure skating takes the lead on that. They got the nice soft music. People are just kind yeah. of jumping around. And then you doze off. And then cricket... you go, oh, he fell. Yeah. They and fell. Then you kind of, wait a Okay, no, no. <laughs> but if cricket's going on for a day, like I, at some point, we'll have to fall asleep. So that's, I mean, you got to have multiple games going at the same time in case you've got these games overlapping in time. Yeah. Mean, you basically add sports to the Olympics so to try to draw more viewership. I yes. think people have been less and less interested in the Olympics outside of the major sports that draw that. eyes, like soccer, usually brings in a yeah. big draw. Hockey for the Everyone Winter has Olympics. Everyone a couple of their favorites that they'll try to check out, but it's no longer like appointment television. No, it just been, hasn't been. It doesn't help. The, the last couple times has been weird tape delays that they can't yes, figure that's out. That's what I was about to like say. Events have, especially in the age of Twitter, you'll wake up. It's a bad habit. Most of us wake up, check Twitter, look at Twitter or whatever the thing is, and right away it's like, oh, this, this, and this one, gold, silver, and this, and their events, and then it's like, it'll be on tonight at six. And it's like, well, I just, well, I already know, sports, yeah, so I already, already know, know the it. Yeah. I can't. So if they can figure that out, I mean, I guess when we have it in LA, it'll be a little easier. A little, yeah, for American viewers. And like, what's what's the story like? You know, Michael Phelps was appointment television at the time because it's like this guy can break the, the, the all-time medals record, yes. like golds, things like that. Mm-hmm. Katie Ledecky is another mm-hmm. amazing swimmer. Yeah, if you're the greatest of the greats in your pool, it's it becomes like appointment. Like but... Usain Bolt, I had to watch that guy run. I yep. mean, he was just incredibly Wherever fast. He was so entertaining, and like the the looking over, the tongue stick out, the yeah. like he put on a show while just absolutely kicking the shit out of competition. Yeah. Because it's just that fast. Here, the other idea they could do, we're spending so much time on the flag football thing, which I love. Uh, the other <laughs> thing they could do is you have to just make your flag football team out of the other athletes in the Olympic Village. Oh, that'd be so fun. So then it's just like, here's your captain. You pick seven. It's like Katie Ledecky, Usain Bolt. Oh, I mean, Usain Bolt would be on the Jamaican team. Yes, yeah. You'd have to have them at least, you know, nationality-wise, it would still light up and stuff. But then you could just pick people from different sports and... Like football is like whatever. It's like that's kind of what it's built for. It's backyard football. You're playing around doing stuff. Everyone there's an athlete with different Mm -hmm. kind of things and skills. That would actually be probably just as interesting as watching, you know, Stefan Diggs and Patrick Mahomes destroy you. Like like even though they're world class athletes, it almost becomes a in an in a sort of way putting a pedestrian person out there at the olympic level because that's not their normal sport yes but they are world-class athletes and i i think that would certainly be what's interesting to it is like oh man this, usain bolt's really good at running a fly but he's got Devonte parker hands like he cannot catch a single <laughs> pass like try, just do some end arounds or something just trying to get him the ball it's one of those like 
I think that would be that would be fascinating. But you, you know, you got to find a good coach as well. We'll see where it lands. Yeah. We've got a little it, bit of time. Like you said, yeah, five years until the twenty twenty eight Olympics, and we'll be uh, talking about on. it every week up until then. Yeah, exactly. Trying to create the perfect team. Uh, we're, we're gonna have to do a draft when that comes around. We're, <laughs> we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's do a. Uh, uh, let's move on to. Regular football, oh, college slate. They still do that? Real thing with pads, helmets, concussions, all that stuff. It's not as interesting. Um, going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. going into uh, the Saturday football, one question I have for you is, are, are we kind of done with the Dion height? Colorado I... blew a 29-point halftime lead to Stanford, who lost to Sacramento State this year. Yeah. And, I mean... like, if I'm going to watch anything – of Colorado football, it's going to be that Hunter kid who's playing both ways. That's about the only draw sure. for me right now. And um, But, like, Colorado, I mean, they're... It certainly seems like this year it might not be happening. Yeah, I think I think we got too excited about that ranked win over TCU yep. week one. Yep. Then you played a team in week two that was, you know, not the best, but still beat them. Then you played Colorado State. Um but then you actually a, played a, good competition. In a wild game, a fun game, so yeah. you can overlook like whatever didn't go right for them. Exactly. Then so the it's Oregon like, game I happens. think that's where you saw the deficiency in that team yeah. still. Yeah. Um, they weren't quite ready for Oregon. And USC, I mean, first half, getting your blows do- doors blown off. And then the second half, though, they actually made a, a comeback. Sure. But it goes back to, well, you shouldn't have – if you were a good team, you wouldn't have had to make that big of a comeback in the first place. Yeah, I – I don't think he'll immediately be able to leap to a new job now, it appears. I don't think so, so we're probably going to see him back there again. You know, the rest of this year, they'll have, probably have some. They're a fun team to watch, like, if nothing else. Yeah. Like, but yeah, the nature of college football, you lose three games or whatever, you're kind of out of it. Yeah, you're not going to be so. in that Final Four contention. Uh, I guess at that point, you just want to play spoiler. That, that would be my. Yeah. If I was Colorado, that would be my role for this year obviously i want to win as many games as possible that's everybody's goal but like i'm play spoiler screw over the do other we play teams washington? in your division yeah. do we play washington i want to be washington i want to teams in this division exactly. that's not going to exist next year so and, and that brings up my next question <laughs> is the pac-12 the most entertaining conference in college football they're, this year they're doing the seinfeld they're going out on top you know <laughs> i mean have... they've got five or six teams that were ranked in the top 25 yep it's you had a top ten matchup with Oregon and Washington this past it's week. It's going to be bittersweet if they this is the Cinderella year and one of these Pac-12 teams gets all the way. Maybe they even win it all, and then it all is dissolved immediately after. That would probably be the most picturesque ending for them, is say Washington goes it, undefeated, it, it wins would. the national title for the last year that the Pac-12 is the Pac-12. It, it, it encompasses the entire process and sequence of what has happened, as the ups and the downs and the failures and. You get it, but what did it cost? It's the Thanos meme. Yeah, everything. Everything. (laughs) Congratulations. Nobody has a conference anymore. Take your volleyball team to Ohio to play conference games next year or whatever. So I don't know. It's, yeah, we said it last year. It's like, this is going to be a fun conference. It's a bummer that a lot of business reasons ended up making it so this is no longer going to be a thing and the landscape's going to be totally different from here on out, which I, I don't know how I feel about. We'll have to see how it pans out. Yeah. I, part of the the award or the Pac-12 is a lot of these teams, there's not a super clear favorite No, out of all of them right like, now. Or, the Oregon-Washington game this week, it was like in, even there, there was the upset, and Washington took it. Like, yeah, it, which Danny Lanning kind of making a bonehead move, not going for three points at the end of the half. 
I, I, so I was not totally paying attention to this game because I was working, but one of our co-worker, both of our co-workers, Jackson, went to Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, what happened in that game? And he was grumbling. <laughs> and the one feedback he had was we just kept going for it on fourth yeah. down, and I don't know why. So it sounded like they're having some Brandon Staley type mentality issues or something. Yeah, there. The, the point that I'm bringing up is at the end of the half, fourth and two, I think at like the three-yard line or something like that, as time is running out, you're not flipping the field if you don't get it. Nope. It's the end of the half. Oh, get your le- points. We learned that for watching the Giants. <laughs> exactly. Get get your points. And, like, guess what? That game would be tied at the end. Yeah. And that kicker, you know, wouldn't feel like a sack of crap after missing that game-tying field goal. Granted, he would have missed a game-winning field goal, but at least you still have a chance in OT. Like, you got to take the points at that point. Like, there's You're no going yourself. back. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, the analytics tell you to go for it when it's fourth and two and under, but not when it's not flipping the field. Yeah, to to do to go through that whole drive to end a half and to walk away with nothing is... It, the, this analytics haven't quite figured out this... I know they probably don't even acknowledge it exists, the momentum and the emotion of the game. It's like, those are real things for human beings playing the game and... In a non-simulation. Yeah. Which we may or may not be in. It's, it's unclear. <laughs> yeah, so, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I can't even really say that. But uh, this is an advanced simulation, if nothing else. So. Matrix is real. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, yeah, college football. Keeps, I mean, it's so keeps fun. Keeps rolling I, along. I want, I'm trying to remember the other... Who's the Heisman favorite? Is it just Caleb Williams? Well, I don't know. A lot of people don't think so after, uh, after this past week against Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat USC by over 20 points. Oh, did they? Wow. This is news to me. Yeah. And so it was kind Up in the of, air. Yeah, it, okay. it really was. Um, the other big shocking I've win some... was uh, Washington State was running away from teams earlier this season. Yeah, they were, they were, they've been ranked. They've been... They are now 1-2 in conference oh. after losing 44 oh. to... Uh, oh. 44 to 6 to Arizona. Arizona's oh. not oh. a world beater no. of the Pac 12. No, no, no. And um, they okay. just fell flat. That's an really. ouch. Yeah. Now, I've been hearing a lot about the Washington quarterback. Michael Penix. As a yeah. potential another number one pick. Is, the, and maybe, is this now a Heisman line? He's, he's, he's definitely in line uh, for the Heisman. It'll be Williams and, and Penix and. There'll be a couple other quarterbacks. Like Drake could, May was a name. I Drake a May. You could also be J.J. McCarthy. Brock Bowers, unfortunately, is no longer in the running because he's injured and will be out for the next four to six weeks with an okay. ankle injury. Okay. Um, but, I mean, like USC, they're 6-1 right now, still undefeated in conference. So, like, you can't overlook Caleb Williams. Obviously, he's a special talent. He won the Heisman last year, so he's still very oh, he much – did. He's still very much this in contention. Much <laughs> um, when was the last back-to-back Heisman, or has that ever been a Griffin. thing? Griffin. Ohio State running back, back in like the 70s. Okay, I thought RG3 for a sec when you said that. No, no, no. But, um, okay, so it, it has been a minute. And I mean, obviously, yeah, the, the bar's higher. A little, little tougher to pull those off. Uh, yeah, 74-75, Archie Griffin. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, it's it's the reason like Jokic didn't win MVP this last year. It's like, you, you know, the voter fatigue. So, Which I bar. think is such a load of crap. By the way, it is and it isn't. It is, you know, like it is. Like he clearly is the most valuable player for his team. You yeah. think the Nuggets win the title without Jokic? Well, no. And I specifically last year the Joel thing, where it kind of felt like he just kept whining until they give it to him. 
he hit a game winner over Portland, who was like deciding to tank, and I guess that was the deciding factor. Plus, there was a late game where they finally beat the Celtics, which they never do, and it was like you get the MVP now because you beat them once. It's like okay, well they finished with a this better is, record. Yeah, so. this is just terrible. Like. I, I never understood the whole MVP boat, voting and voter fatigue and all sorts yeah, of stuff. Like, it's, it's the best player. Can't like, give it to Jordan again. He just won it two times or whatever. Yeah, so. well, guess what? He's the best player on the freaking planet. Well, and now this year, Jokic is favored to win because he didn't win last year, which is oh, a, wow, the best shocker. thing that you can do as an MVP candidate, apparently. Is, is lose the year before yep. and then be primed to go yep. again and the next year. Him and Giannis year. are up there, but Joel Embiid's not going to win it again, that's for sure, even if he had a team around him, so... But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of those young quarterbacks, which I think is a good transition to the NFL and my horrible, terrible team, because I am now very more interested in all of these quarterbacks than I am this Patriots season. Like the all of those guys, I'm like, okay, which one can we get? How many can we lose? We're one in four or one in five, maybe. I don't. I actually almost might have lost track of that. It's been so bad. Um, horrible, horrible losses the last couple of weeks. Pretended to be in the game this week versus the Raiders. Still lost. At this point, I'm just ready to lose as much as we can and hopefully get one of those quarterbacks because, unfortunately, as much as my fantasy season doesn't want to hear it, Mac Jones is not really even startable at this point. Yeah. I lost a week because I started him and he had negative two. Well, yeah, you tried to trade him to me, and that was my well, big. I don't well, I don't, I don't want, I, I don't want any of that. Total fluke. He's good now, actually. Yeah, yeah no, he's actually. We we'll get the first three weeks, not the uh, last. Well, three. don't look at this mock draft that I have right now because currently the Patriots are picking sixth, and who's above us? Uh, you and you. Yep, you and you, as in the Bears, they've got picks one and two, which they have Caleb Williams, and then they pick a defensive end from UCLA. See, the, the good thing is you guys won't take two quarterbacks unless you trade one of those. But who are the other teams? So I think we could be worse than them. The other teams... We're probably going to be worse than the Bears, honestly. Broncos, who are slated to pick a quarterback and pick Drake May. So this is interesting, because obviously they're terrible, and we're terrible. And we both... I heard this the other week. We both play on Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day, one of the two. It's a terrible present for the world. Well, whoever loses that will be in the lead for one of these quarterbacks, so I'm hoping know. that will be the present so that I So you want to lose that one. I want to lose every game from here on out. Okay. If possible. Well, as a Bears fan, that is possible. We've done that. <laughs> we uh, already got our one win, so we can't do the the winless year, so we're good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then you got the Cardinals in front of you. They're, they're selecting Marvin Harrison Jr. No, they're definitely going to win more games than us. And then, Especially they, they play hard. Even with Dobbs, I think they would have. And now, I don't know if it hurts or not, but Kyler's getting close to practicing. I was Shit hearing man. this morning. So whether or not that helps them, I don't know. Maybe they ship him out this midseason and get some assets, but they're going to win more games than us. I would not be surprised. Uh, and then the New York Giants pick fifth right they're now. They're going to win more games than us, uh, for sure. And they're picking Keon Coleman. They have no incentive uh, to Quinn lose. Ewers is selected by Minnesota just behind the Patriots. Okay. If that intrigues you in any I don't way. Know. That, no, this I is a weird mock yeah, draft. I, honestly, I really think it'll probably be us. The Panthers-Bears picks will be up there. Uh, the Cardinals and Giants are going to end with better records than us. I'd probably end up guessing the Broncos, the Broncos, Panthers, and Bears. I'm not sure. Those might be worse than us. I, so I, can see well, us I being, definitely know the Bears are going to be worse. Than I, uh, well, we got our backup quarterback going now. Well, he, yeah, he, did you see his first play? Yeah, when he, he got, came in? he got sacked. And he, Actually, no, his first play was a five yard out completion. Okay, maybe, well -timed it, wasn't, maybe it wasn't the first play, I guess. Because I, I, when I turned it on and looked at him, he like went back, ran in a circle, fell over, the ball went out, and they ran it back for a touchdown. Yeah. So I was like, 
I was just like, oh my god, that's not how you started your career, is it? Which it sounds like, thankfully, it wasn't. It, it was not. His like, first first career play was a five-yard out. It's that, the opposite of caught. the Matt Ryan start to his career, which I always remember. Do you remember that? No. He threw, like, a 60-yard touchdown on his first snap. No, I don't oh, yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, like, play action. He just rolls back, tosses it up, touchdown. So was, And then it was like, oh, this guy's for real. So I always think about that, especially when the opposite happens. <laughs> like what I thought that was, but... I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys won more games than us, honestly. Yeah, so in a different mock draft, this one's on CBS. They got Williams going to the Bears 1-1. Then they take Marvin Harrison Jr. at 1-2, which God, can you I actually imagine? would love to have Marvin Holy Harrison Jr. Holy cow, what a 1-2. Him, him and DJ Moore on the outsides. Oh. oh. Drake May would go to the Broncos at pick three. Um, and then and they, still have, they no. still have the Patriots taking a tackle. I don't... At, at four? At five. No, we're taking a quarterback. And I mean, we don't have any tackles either, but I'd rather take a quarterback. Yeah. When this is the quarterback draft. Because yeah, May gets taken by the Broncos in the third, and I mean, yeah, it, it's. What are they, how are they, they gonna have to get rid of Russell though? That's a little harder for them. At least we can just like Can't let Matt go. Can't you cut him? Just eat the money. There, that's a lot of money you're eating. Is all I'm thinking. If his if contract is that big. If he's that bad. Sean well, Payton clearly does not like him. Yeah, that that is, (laughs) if I could etch that in stone, it it would be because the tension between those two on the sideline after Russ makes a bad play or anything like that, like you could see Peyton seething with the way he looks at him, and it's not good. No, it's the same way the other Peyton looks at him when he's watching him, Peyton Manning on their Manning cast. Yeah, (laughs) every time they make a terrible quarterback play on there, he just loses his mind and becomes so sad. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, always so funny but yeah I, I know our teams are going to be racing to the top it seems like for the rest of the the top of the bottom I should say I hate that I am <laughs> six weeks into the season and that's what I'm focusing on well yes draft. well this you're going to have to help me through this because this is the first time this uh, is the goal in of, your life this early that I've yeah turned to this so and I'm full on I'm like let's follow me bother. I'll teach you the way yeah 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 Let's draft the tackle who won't pan out in the first round, and then we'll do it all again. <laughs> that does not entice me quite as much. Uh, the the other main story is just a bunch of injuries in the yeah. league right now in the NFL. Um, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is one dislocated his thumb, popped it back in, but can't grab a football. Oh, is so his he's throwing most, hand. Yeah. Well, that's so he's most likely one. out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, then you look at like the Colts. Richardson's going to be out for the year Sounds with like that uh, AC joint injury, which is not fun. Yeah, he had, he had a lot of trouble finishing games. He in the, played in hard. that I don't think he has finished a game. No. <laughs> so he has. That's not great. Um, but yeah, very fun to watch. So it's a bummer that he's he's out for the year. Uh, it's a bummer that Gardner Minshew. Is stuck on the Colts, and I, he didn't play great last week. I still think he would be. I think an he's asset a very a solid NFL quarterback. I, yeah, I I just think he would be great on a team that wants to win. On the Colts, there he's. Not, I don't really see the point, and they'll lose most of their games probably anyways. They did weirdly <laughs> get Jonathan Taylor back recently. They Zach Moss, baby, come on. Decided to pay him. There's a lot of rumors. It's because Jim Mercy's whale died. And he wasn't <laughs> and able. He didn't need to ship him across country. That money anymore. was available now. Because I don't really get why else they paid him. Because Zach Moss has been doing everything that he and he's he's running done. and he's catching balls and, out of the backfield. And he's actually still doing it now that he's back. And it's like, so you're 
So you saw this random rookie you pick up, or not rookie, random running back you pick up actually succeed in your offense and thought, man, we really just have to pay Jonathan Taylor. I don't totally understand how you connect yeah, those how you, Yeah, exactly. I, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Indy, the entire offseason, being like, we're not going to pay you top dollar. And then once the season starts, when you have a running back who's yeah. producing for you, you go, yeah. you know what, we do need to pay that guy. We, no, you don't. Yeah, Trade him. I don't. Get some assets back. You have totally a, a, a viable running back right now in Zach Moss. Now, I'm not sure how, how old Zach Moss is compared to... It's probably similar. I mean, 24, 25, he was drafted by Buffalo only a couple Zach years Moss ago. Zach Moss is 25. Yeah. And maybe the only way I can kind of convince myself that they got to this line of thinking was that they saw Zach Moss succeeding and were like, well, imagine if we get Jonathan Taylor in here. Behind He'll be rushing for 250 line, yards yeah. a season Taylor's year, uh, 24, and Moss is 25. So you got two guys that don't have a lot of tread. Well, Taylor actually has a lot of tread on his tires. Moss, yeah. who had to split time in Buffalo before, yep. really doesn't have as much mileage on his legs yeah. as Jonathan Taylor does. So it's, it's like it's another curious. question mark on, like, why are you paying him so much money when and- – I, I don't want to say you necessarily ran him into the ground, but you have used him a lot because you haven't had a quarterback that can actually help you win games or win because of that quarterback. Yeah. You leaned heavily on the run game. And that is the way that this structure and finance stuff is set up. That is just how you do it with the running back on the rookie contract. You just kind of run him into the ground and then you don't pick it up after that. Like it's kind of how it's gone for most of these guys. So I don't know. He's talented. He's had success before. It, the contract actually wasn't like insane money, I guess. But I think a lot of it was more upfront, wasn't it? Yeah, but it just uh, didn't. I don't know. It, I I don't really see what changed other than this whale that made this happen. Doesn't seem like they're doing fine. <laughs> I don't know. For those of you wondering about the whale, the whale was, <laughs> um, I believe it was in Florida or something along those lines, and Jim Irsay was going to pay to have this whale transported by plane. Free Willie. To the West Coast. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say it was in the sound, but it was somewhere in the Northwest, I want to say. Yeah, and I haven't, I've only kept up with the memes. I haven't followed the story closely well, the enough, whale but I know it didn't work dead, out. Well, so, you know, I'm um, not one to say whether it's dead or not, but... It, well, I'm just saying that, that that plan to the is whale no longer doctors. happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, you look at other quarterbacks that are down right now in the NFL. Deshaun oh, yeah, that's Watson's what we're talking out. about, yes. Deshaun, well, okay. I know he's not the best, but, like, that's, no. a, start, that's a starter that's out. P.J. Walker, no. though, turned my, that into a win. My question is, is he out? There's been some weird reports. He was medically cleared, like, two weeks ago. And I'm and, looking at a headline. He says, I can't put a timeline on it. Yeah, he Yeah, that. no, no, yeah. He is medically cleared. It's a mental hurdle for him, it sounds like. On whether or not well, he was shocking, wouldn't have expected that mm, from a player yes, like him. Right? And I, I've mainly, I don't want to talk about him at all for obvious reasons. So, but it's there's some weird stuff going on there. Yeah. Uh, what else? That I mean, like you, you mentioned, Kyler Murray's going to be somewhat coming back. He started yeah, practicing, but like the Christian McCaffrey and Debo both went out for the Niners this yep. week, as, and it cost them. Jimmy is out do, for the Raiders too. Jimmy cannot like. Every other week, it's killing me. That's as a guy who has Jacoby, who only works when Jimmy G's out there. It's annoying when he keeps not being out there. Ryan Tannehill got hurt. Yep. Um, yeah. If luckily, he's on bye this week, so yeah. he might have some time to get back into it. Yeah, but it's. I mean, Justin Jefferson just went out last week. Yeah. Tyreek Hill was kind of dealing with some stuff. DK Metcalf was dealing with some stuff. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate. It's kind of becoming that season. Guys are starting to drop a little bit here and there. But, yeah, the quarterbacks is obviously the most effective stuff. 
Uh, I want to ask sort of off the wall question right now. Okay. Now. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. Um, rookie you thought was going to succeed, but has not lived up to an expectation yet so far. Well, this is great because I also wanted to talk about this. I I haven't watched a ton, but it seems like right now we're kind of there with Bryce Young. And the big you're already ready to to write him off as a bust, huh? He's well, got nobody to work with. There's no offensive line. His running back is like as 27th somebody, in the league. As somebody who was murdered by Adam Thielen and Chuba Hubbard this last week, I can't totally well, say yeah. that. Yeah, so My, Thielen, Thielen's a nice surprise, by the way. He's got some more. The stuff. thing, I guess, is there was this kind of quote going around from Frank Reich, who was basically saying like the owner, man, you know how owners are. He this, he wanted to come down and he wanted to make the pick, and I have conversations with him every week. I'm paraphrasing; it was similar to this. Yeah, and yeah, no, I those heard. aren't always the best meetings to have. And he was basically just strongly alluding that he picked Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, and he was kind of seemingly sad that he didn't get C.J. Stroud. And then there was this other video when C.J. Stroud went and visited with them, where he was talking with everybody in a huddle and talking with Josh McCown, and Josh McCown was like, "Yeah, man, well, you, know, you play basketball. Yeah, I play, got a hoop." Yeah, when you're in Carolina, we'll play. And it's like, oh, geez. So I think there's clearly some hurt feelings there and some owners making some decisions maybe the coach didn't want. And I know he doesn't have anything around him. For me, it's more what people are saying and what is obvious is the size. It's like Johnny Manziel-esque where it's like, he even looks smaller. If than you John. fall over and get hurt, like that collarbone's just gonna like go. Well, he's already missed games with injuries yep. too. He missed them early, but like you said, it's a terrible situation. Like Not that's that's to the with. toughest part about because we talked about this in our fantasy group chat. Like how how yeah. can you change the draft for the NFL to help players succeed? Because you're gonna have these exact sure. situations where it is a very bad team. You traded up, Always traded is. your best asset in DJ Moore to move up. And now you're in the market for a number one receiver. For a, for a top receiver. You're, you you're in the market for basically everything offensively. Well, that trade is so insane, too, because they to, to, they traded their first-round pick next year. Oh, I love it. No, I know. I know you love it. I know you know it. It's just that's – you are going to be bad again this year. Why would you do that? Yeah, no, and I agree. And so it's just like you're always going to have that – Number one pick, number two pick with CJ yep. Stroud or whatever, or was he pick three? I forget. But the Texans well, had the first two well, picks. Uh, uh, that's two what makes this harder when CJ Stroud is right over there succeeding so much on an equally bad team. Like I think he's got a few more weapons to work with than necessarily. I, I mean, eh. Damian Pierce was a good rookie last it's year. Pretty, that's something you can build on. About equal to Chuba. Okay, your boy Tank Dell. When he hasn't been, been playing, yeah, well. Taking Tank Dell out of this equation, because obviously if Tank Dell's involved, he has much more to work with. But Stroud but is... Thielen, el- Nico Collins, pretty similar. New head coaches, running backs are fine. Stroud, no I think, is elevating line. the players that he has around that's, him. That's the thing. Stroud is clearly an elevator, and it seems like clearly should have been the pick over Bryce Young is the main thing. That's why I took him a fancy. That's why I took him a fancy, which... You know, luckily your owner or somebody didn't come down and make the pick on top of you and take Bryce Young instead or something like that. No, we just took Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, well, you know, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, yeah, I I don't think he's working with that much more, and it's I don't think Bryce Young is a total bust yet, but... It's not trending in the right direction, that's for sure. It's it's not. And there's, yeah, the size is worrying, and 
I don't know how much it'll get better if they don't have a first-round pick next well, year. Well, there are rumors, too, that they're ready to just start shipping people away. Offense and defense, whatever they can. <laughs> just, they just started this whole new rebuild. And <laughs> well, they got to get some draft capital back after giving away stuff. I Honestly, mean, it's it's their trade, own fault, their own hole that, that they dug themselves. Me. It's so but, bad. like, it's just a bad franchise. I it, mean, yeah. The I, owner came in and wanted to spend and wanted to get his guy, and it's like, congratulations. I think that owner needs him. to realize that um, you just – write your name on the paychecks you don't actually make football you know yeah it's the son's owner coming in and saying we're trading for kd i don't care if it costs everything and it's like okay you got kd like you don't have any other players on the team really anymore like yeah it's three guys and so it's sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't mostly it doesn't um that's the guy i'm worried about do you have a rookie that you're more worried about than bryce young um, I don't know if I'm necessarily like worried about. It. I just thought we'd hear a bit more from them, and that was Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, I, I haven't like heard his name almost never. No, and I, I think it seems like the landing spot. They just have they got Lockett, they've got Metcalf, yep. and you've got Walker who can help you on the ground. Yeah, so he just he doesn't he hasn't had enough reps or snaps to get in there. You know, maybe if there were an injury or something. But you, you we even going into the year, we, people knew that and still thought like those three receiver sets or something. He'll be able to slide in. They'll uh, work yeah, him in. He'd be a great slot guy. But they it's been a lot slower than anyone anticipated. Like I, I don't I, I gotta look up like what some of his stats are, but like. They don't come to you. You have to go looking for them, to say the least. Definitely. I mean, what he's two eight five nine one five two six nine. So like he hasn't even broke seven points. What's the snap percentage? Fifty nine, fifty six, forty four, fifty three. His last week against Cincinnati was seventy two. He had that's four it. catches for forty eight yards. That's if which it keeps going. Forty eight yards is his most production that he's had. Sure. But I just. For everybody ranting and raving about him in college, which, damn good player. Yeah. Nobody's taking that away from him. But, like, you just haven't seen that production. A lot of it goes to what you just said. You know, like, he's got some people in front of him. The landing spot maybe wasn't necessarily the best. Yeah, but you you would have expected more like a Jordan Addison type line so far where it's like he's had games and moments, but even he's had just more opportunities, especially now with Jefferson out. He's been a great rookie so far for Minnesota, and he's pairing up with Justin Jefferson, who you think yeah. would just be getting all the balls. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a couple other guys. The uh, the Chargers receiver, Quinton Johnston, Johnson, yeah. hasn't done that much, and even with Mike Williams out now, maybe now that's how he gets more. The Chargers keep just adding jump ball guys. It seems like that's the only receiver they know how to add. Yep. Josh Palmer is the same thing. It's like you're just drafting Mike Williams over and over again, which I guess is good insurance because he's going to get hurt at some point, but it's also a little limiting in that regard. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, lots of injuries. Some rookies doing well. Lots of people tanking. Hopefully my team's one of them. Boy, oh boy. Tough, tough to watch. Speaking of tough to watch, is there? It's probably time to maybe update the people on some sandbagging. Oh, absolutely. We're two weeks uh, out from the last time that we talked about fantasy sandbag, um, which I've been keeping up on an Excel spreadsheet. Week five, going into it, we each had two wins, so it's pretty evenly matched. Um, I ran away with it. Yeah. In week five, yeah. uh, I had a bye week change. 
So Baker Mayfield was on bye for the Bucks. I picked up Ryan Tannehill. And then I had the Browns who were on bye, and I picked up the Bears defense. Uh, my total score that week, 57.94 points. So, so low. You had 80.58 points in week yeah. five. And so uh, I, I won for having the low score. Uh, week six, though, I was in hell, man. I was I had a couple <laughs> buys, and then there were some late injuries. And so like, if you look back at our text thread, I was like, I'm picking up this person this week. Um, so, yeah, I think you said, I'm picking up this guy, and I was like, he's out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I picked up chose. I picked up Miles Sanders originally. Yeah, and then I, and the then, next notification I got was like he's not playing. <laughs> so I picked up Ramondre Stevenson, who had been which hurt sort of pedestrian. But he actually had a good game. He had a good game. Um, Shockingly, Juju was out with a concussion, so I picked Thank up God. Alan Lazard, and then Alan Robinson was on bye for the Steelers, so I picked <sighs> up Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, I had three different players: Will Lutz. Valdez Scantling and Ryan Tannehill combine for 0.84 points, and you still won. What? <laughs> you still won. Is this just the Raheem Mostert effect? Yes, he had 30.4 <laughs> points, that was, and I had 72 points overall. The man had almost oh, half oh of my, my points. Oh my and, like, God. the Bears' defense surprisingly decided to well. do something, they so they put well. up 16 points. Yeah. And, and then Stevenson had a, a modest 14.5. Yes. Um, surprisingly Granson had 9.3, which was kind yeah. of shocking no, because actually, he, he wasn't supposed to do anything. Yeah. I'm uh, thinking about picking him up in the real league right now. My tight ends are so bad. So yeah. that's not not a good sign. Um, yeah, you know, I'll take it. The Mostert thing is just carrying me until they get to a bye. I think I'll be okay. Um, but your receivers are so terrible. I don't know. Hopefully I can start switching out some of these guys. Speaking of which. Yeah, we have a couple buys this week. Panthers, Bengals, Cowboys, Texans, Jets, and Titans are going to be on buy. Um, mind you, you won week six by a total of 1.08. Oh, my points. gosh. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll I'm, take it. I'm going to have to change out Lazard because he's on buy with the Jets. Right. And Ryan Tannehill, because the Titans are on by. And then you right. have to find a new running back for Joe Mixon. Yeah, that's the struggle. I have decided to pick up Juju again in replacing of Lazard on by. Um, I don't know. he'll be out again. Well, he's already back practicing. I already checked. Well, he's not good enough to play, so maybe they'll just sit him out. Is that an option? I don't think so. Please. Uh, yeah, I'm just scrolling through. I got a, a running back option, but I would like to find somebody, <laughs> I was going to say better, but worse, if possible. Uh, I'm going to pick up Daniel Jones. Whoa, okay. He only yeah, has one game where he's gotten double-digit points, so that's, that's going to be my quarterback uh, for Sandbag this week. Okay. Yeah, I need to somehow reverse filter this so I need lowest scores. <laughs> um yeah, I'm thinking about like a Najee Harris as a big name bad guy for the season kind of pick. But I'm just seeing if there's anybody else here I can maybe switch that for. But most of these other guys are actually good. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll take Najee. 
Najee Harris? Najee Harris. I'll keep the I was thinking about picking him up, too. So, because he has not done anything. So, our lineups this week, I've got Daniel Jones, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Raheem Mostert, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I love those hyphenated names. Uh, Kylan Granson, the Bears defense, and then Will Lutz as my kicker. Yeah, your points per name is, like, pretty low based off that. Yeah. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) You've got Russell Wilson. You're picking up Najee Harris for Joe Mixon. Mm. He's going to go on by. DeAndre Swift. Darnell Mooney. DeAndre Swift's killing me. uh, Michael Thomas. Kyle Pitts. The Cardinals defense. And then Daniel Carlson because you (laughs) you had Anders Carlson for the first few weeks who's the brother of Daniel Carlson. Which I didn't realize. Really? I thought we had talked about that before. No, I... I, yeah, and what I said was, I swear to God, I thought I had Daniel Carlson these last three weeks. Oh, the first week we did it, you, we, were, you, we were looking for rookie kickers. Yeah, I, this shows how much I remember doing that and how you know confident I was with that pick that I immediately forgot I had done it. Well, yeah, Carlson was on bye last week, yeah. so you picked up the brother Carlson. Uh, who murdered, who did really well. He actually did well, yeah. So that was not a good choice. Um, we'll see if it bites me again next time. Yeah, right. But... Yeah, I'm very confident in that Carlson kicker, I guess. So At least confident that that's the one I have. That's what we have going into week seven. Each of us have three wins so far, though, so this is actually like a pretty tight race yeah. for Fantasy Sandbag. Yeah, it is. You know, Mostert's carrying me, and DeAndre Killing Swift me. is carrying you a little, and yeah, hopefully Juju. God, he got Juju back. That's so brutal. I, well, that's, so, I got the receiver by. He's so bad. Yeah, it was so it, bad. It was that or going back to Allen Robinson. We could have but... just re-signed Jacoby Myers. So stupid. Well, could you get him the ball then, though? That's yeah. Could you? Yeah. Could Mac? He he he's the only guy. I'm kidding. I'm who could with you. who Mac could get the ball to? That's I just the love most watching the, the meltdown from somebody who's had so uh, much success over good. the last few years. Yeah, that's, that's that's all I can provide at this point. So that's that's good. That's just. Well, here's what you can provide the people, Ray. Uh, it's our Nerd Corner segment oh, as we yeah. wrap this up our show this week. My other use. Uh, <laughs> other use. Here we go. One Piece. The Much teased. What was an anime show they made live action on Netflix. You're, you're nailing it so far. Maybe I'll That's let you do this. That's all I know. Okay, well. <laughs> I know the guy wears a straw hat, maybe? He does. He does. And a red shirt, question mark? He wears different shirts. Okay. But the red one is quite famous, I guess, as well. Uh, yeah, I'm you know, I'm just here to inform you and inform the people about what this is, what this whole world is. The main crazy thing though is like I don't know, maybe you should ask me and we, I should take you where you want to go. What are your what questions? What is the here? start of this show? What's the what's the main plot? The main plot, this is... Well, do you want me to talk about anime in general first or dive right into the one piece of it all? (laughs) I think you should dive into the one piece. And then how does the anime differ from the live action? Sure, sure, sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, one piece is kind of like maybe one of the most famous animes of all time. Okay. It's, I think, definitely the longest running anime and manga series of all time. It is. Oh, okay. It's still running... It is over 1,000 chapters and 1,000 episodes of the anime. It's so longer than Family Guy and, just and the, the Simpsons? I mean, they might catch up, but just a little bit. It's okay. probably... God, how many, how many episodes are there of The Simpsons? I, I, I still think there are more. 
anime. I mean, One Piece episodes, but that's like kind of comparable, probably. Um, so yeah, it's the longest running thing in anime, basically. It's kind of one of the goats of anime, although I hate using that word as a plural. <laughs> the goats. Um, but it is basically an anime about a young pirate who goes out on the seas, collects a crew, and wants to find the One Piece, which is actually a thing. In Do we the, know what that thing is? In the is? setup of the show, it opens up with this a famous pirate, Gold Roger, who is being executed by the Navy and the world government, or whatever you want to call it. And at his execution, he looks up to the crowd of people and says, and there's somebody in the crowd yells out, where's your treasure, Gold Roger? And he says, it's out there in the sea. I left it all in one piece. Go find it. And then they do him in, and you <laughs> fade out. And that's what starts, like, this great pirate era. So everybody's trying to find everyone his goes, treasure. Holy sh- his, all of his treasure is out there in one piece. So it's actually, like, a great name. It's kind of awesome. Um, it's, so, yeah, it's more than just, like, I, when you say one piece, I'm yeah. sure it's, like, one tiny sure. object or yeah. whatever. But it's, it's all-encompassing, yep, basically. It's the one big piece of treasure that is supposedly out there. And, like, nobody really knows if even what he was saying was true. But it's just... It's inspired all these people to go out to sea and try to find it and be make their own story and have adventures and that kind of thing. I don't want to cut you off. 1,087 episodes for One Piece. Yes. Oh, yeah. Combined, Simpsons and Family Guys is 1,200. So Simpsons only has yeah. 755 episodes, even yeah. though they started in 1989. Sure. So, yeah, no kidding. One Piece just putting out episodes since 1999. Yeah. Because, I mean, Simpsons, you're doing 20-ish episodes every year. I don't. I'm not exactly sure the schedule of One Piece, but it's like there's like a fall and a winter anime season. It's basically kind of always happening. Like they there's, don't. There's they don't no take, They don't really. They might take a couple breaks here and there, but it's like their seasons are longer than 20 episodes. I'll tell you that. Uh, Some of the more modern new animes are a little bit more normal. Like that will be a 24 episode season. One Piece is kind of off to its own side. So I'm not yeah, really I was gonna sure say I'm looking at this right now. There's... Careful. Everything is I, I'm, no spoilers or anything. It, it, everything is just season one. There's no. Well, <laughs> it's not like broken up into anything because it, it says the thing. season one, episode one thousand and sixty-two came out on May twenty-first, twenty twenty-three. So there's it's it's different as well because there are sort of seasons and it's more. I, I'm sure it's like story arcs. Yes, right? with anime, it's more and manga. It's more broken up into arcs of things. It's like here is this. So basically, that's the premise of One Piece. And you're following this young pirate adventurer as he goes and finds his crew and puts them together and goes to this place called the Grand Line, which is like where all the pirates go to. And that's where all the adventures happen. But you kind of got to work your way up to that level to get there kind of thing. Um, so this... Got to get some notoriety to yourself. Yeah, you need to get some bumps and bruises and realize if you're actually cut out for it because it's a pretty cutthroat place. To um, be a pirate? Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> um so this live action Netflix adaption is basically taking all the stuff leading up to them getting to that grand line. It's him forming his crew. It's it's a very it's a very good premise for a show just as far as starting it because it's like here's your main character, Monkey D. Luffy, Straw Hat Boy. Hell of a name. Hell of a name. Um he's got <laughs> in this world there is something called the gum gum fruits. Or I'm sorry, the the devil fruit. <laughs> There's lots of devil fruits I all over. The gum gum fruit. The gum gum fruit is the one that Luffy eats, which turns him him into a rubber man, which is what it sounds like. That sounds kind of dope. It's pretty cool. 
for him. Um, but basically, there's all these little random fruits all around the world. There's only one of each kind of fruit. Oh, so there's no more gum gum fruit there's after no, the there's guy only ate one. it? There's only one gum gum fruit, and he ate it. So there's lots of other fruits. There's like a chop chop fruit or like a sort of a goat... Uh, my like mind is cloud-based fruit makes me think you've got knives for hands for the chop chop fruit something like that something like that Ooh. um Ooh. even a little crazier than that i would say there's it's it's a one of the problem the issues with this was it's it gets very outlandish and wild as as you would imagine in I mean, some of the later episodes anime and yes that, like, even for anime oh it's really? okay. pretty there are characters who are like 15 feet tall sharks standing next to six foot human next to squid man so optimus prime standing next to a human i'm, yep. t- I'm trying to think there is height, sort of an optimus wise. prime character it goes all over the place and obviously the live action is kind of evened those things out yeah you um, can only do so much as is necessary um but yeah so there's these fruits all over ever there's one kind of fruit and once it's gone basically you eat the fruit and you this it's it's this kind of lore this this is a very big world building show that's what's so interesting about it and daunting about it because you look at it and you're like a thousand episodes absolutely not how long are these episodes uh basically 16 to 20 minutes oh okay those are pretty easily digestible they're a little more bite-sized you can that's why you end up binging a bunch in a row or like watching an arc or half an arc or something then it's on netflix oh you're talking about the show the show the live action is that like an hour episode or yeah they're eight basically hour-long episodes okay um so you're thinking about three of the Three normal episodes into one Netflix episode. Maybe even four. Yeah, so you're you're looking at around like 24 to 30 episodes worth of content from the original show, maybe? Ish. It's probably covering about 60, but it's only including probably about 30. Okay. Or something. Like, it obviously has to cut a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and do it hopefully it's a big do. enough hit they can make more and all that stuff. I mean that's the good thing it actually kind of seems like they pulled off the impossible and pulled it off because the other big thing as far as I've talked about a little bit of the world and it's great the gum gum fruit whatever the, the cool thing about it I think is once you eat one of these fruits the sea basically hates you and you can no longer swim or like even really move or use any of your abilities if you're in the ocean as a person. As a like, person. if you're on a ship, you can still sail, yes. right? Okay. But if you fall in the ocean, you're basically just going to sink like a rock, and you can't move, and you'll drown. So, it makes it a little difficult to be a pirate sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of water out there. So, that, you know, obviously comes into play that multiple times. It does cover times. a lot of the world. Yeah. So, um, that's just sort of an interesting aspect to it, to those people with those powers to sort of balance these things out. But the big thing is, anime is, like, near unadaptable to live action, I would say. Like, there have been attempts in the past. Some of the Western stuff we've seen have been like, there was a Dragon Ball movie. I, of course, have never seen it because it's never seen it. terrible. Yeah. Um, the big one that is sort of not exactly an anime um, was the Avatar The Last Airbender adaption that M. Night Shyamalan did, which was horrible. Yeah. And that's why, just, why was that one so bad? It just didn't really stick to the story? M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, okay, so uh, M. Night's just not the director for it. literally like the peak of his really bad movies, too. That row. was right after, yeah, The Happening and, like, some of those other ones. And so it was not... He was not the guy to do it. It was not really adaptable in a hour-and-a-half movie, I would say. Like, they basically... I don't know. They tried to take probably 15 episodes of the first season or something. I don't know. That 
And that one's like not even that hard to adapt. It's not that outlandish in a lot of its stuff. It's sort of just like a medieval magic world or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've seen the original show. And it, yeah. and it holds up and it's great. And so stuff like that is sort of the more famous, horrible things. One of the more recent ones was Netflix also did a Cowboy Bebop. Oh, I heard about that. Live yeah. action adaption. But that didn't go so well. Which I heard was not good and ended up not watching it. There was a lot of hype around it when, it, when they were doing some promo materials because it actually looked like kind of all right but they had some decent names attached to it too. yeah john cho i think and a couple other people but apparently that one didn't really get it so well it didn't work very well i haven't ended up watching it so this has basically been like the big white whale of anime for years it's like it's just a lot of anime obviously is very anime and so kind of outlandish ridiculous that it doesn't really transition well to live action so here we come to the one piece live action which is like the golden baby of all anime and everyone is basically, like, horrified that it's going to be what every other live-action adaption has been. And the trailers, like, look, there's a lot of silly-looking stuff. It's in broad daylight. You're not hiding your CGI or your sets quite as well. And uh, I was, like, pretty worried going into it. There's some Fishman people who look pretty silly in the trailer. Don't really make a lot of sense. I mean, here's what I'll say about that. Yes, they did Fishman a good, opinions. They did a good job of making fish like people in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, like it man. could be done well enough in yeah, live action. I mean, like, you look at... Um, God, I love those movies. Yeah, the the first three. First yeah. three. Yeah, first three, of course. But, like, yeah, you've got the, the Flying Dutchman and, and all those people on yep. that ship. Like, those are all... Bootstrap Bill, all of them. All, they all have some type of characteristic of the sea yeah that, that is on them the guy with the like conch head that like falls yep. off in the second one and yep. he has to run around and grab it uh, and it's on back yeah great movie great movie um they didn't even go as much like sort of cgi elements i guess as that did either they largely went practical okay i think it, i would have been curious to see like if they'd gone that route it might have if there was some kind of equivalent of that davy jones character in this it probably would have looked a lot better um it ends up mostly most of the stuff ends up working for what this show is. They do a good job of kind of setting the tone with a lot of their production design. It almost feels kind of like some Wes Anderson movies when he's doing like the little model work oh, or yeah, something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this looks fake, but it's serving the story and it makes sense in this world and it kind of works. And so they do a good job of kind of creating that atmosphere in the show. So by the time you get through like half of it and you start getting to the fishmen and some of the more ridiculous stuff, it actually like works and surprisingly obviously uh or maybe not obviously i don't know monkey d luffy the main guy is a rubber man so a lot of his stuff is like stretching his arm out 50 yards backwards to mr incredible and slingshotting it yes yeah slingshotting it back or blowing up as a big balloon to like bounce a cannonball off of himself elastigirl yes you know there's lots of <laughs> you get it you get it um but the thing that works with that is that when CGI looks bad, it looks oh, it rubbery. Looks, yeah, okay. Which actually... There, it plays, it works for him. Makes sense. Yeah. Because he's a rubber band. So, like, a lot of that stuff, I kind of was able to, like, let them get away with it. Because I'm like, wow, that looks rubbery. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks rubbery. Oh, yeah. Well, he is rubber band, Okay, yeah. actually, that works. Um, basically, though, I was kind of blown away. It works fantastically well throughout, like, the entire show, I'll say. Was great. And I'm shocked by it. There was a... Uh, couple dud episodes i guess i would say and there were definitely some things they changed from the manga and the anime um that didn't work as well and some things that they had to change and some things that i don't think they had to change that they just kind of missed on but overall like 
the the biggest thing about this show is they just nailed the casting of all the main characters of his crew. Like they nailed it. They nailed the casting of Luffy, as well as all the side characters like Sanji and Zoro. Usopp is like perfect, and Nami does a great job. Um, so that was like kind of the thing they had to nail, and then everything around that I also think works really well. But if they didn't have that, none of it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and they nailed it, and I'm actually kind of shocked. And yeah, the first the first episode is a great pilot, and it does its job great. Um, if you're not into it by then, I think you'll probably know if you're not or you are. But if you're into it after that first one, it's absolutely worth watching all eight. Dumb question. That's is it in for. English? It is. Okay. What's actually kind of annoying is it's it's they don't have like so they uh, they did a Japanese dub of it okay. with the people who do the voices for the Japanese anime, but it's not like available on our Netflix. So oh. that's a bummer. I that mean, maybe of, you do some yeah. VPN stuff, you can get it. Maybe that I'd be curious to watch it. Um, I myself, this is a big thing in anime: the dub or the sub. Whether you're watching it in Japanese or in English with, in English or in Japanese with subtitles, I kind of go back and forth in a lot of series. It kind of depends on, like, ease of access or what is there. With something like One Piece, I've been watching it dubbed in English because mm. there are over a thousand episodes, and it's one of those like it's on. I'm doing this. It's over here. I'm doing this. So, um, I'm not as familiar with the Japanese dub. So, but um, so I'd be curious to kind of see what that looked like. But yeah, it's all in English, and it it works pretty well. I'm just, like, kind of shocked. This feels like the first time they've ever pulled off the live-action adaption of an anime, which just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And to, for it to be this one, which is, like, maybe the wackiest one. The whole like grail of, of yeah, anime. Yeah, that too. Like, now I will say that the stuff they're going to... Because this show is a success, and they've actually already said they're doing more. So... The very next stuff they get into is immediately going to be a lot harder to adapt. So I'm very curious. There's a character... I don't... It's not like spoilers to say it. There's a character named Chopper in the coming stuff who is like basically like a knee-high little teddy bear guy with a hat and reindeer antlers. So that... I'm very curious what direction that goes. Is that a puppet? Is that CGI? Is that Rocket the Raccoon? Is he actually a teddy bear? He's a reindeer. He's a he's a knee high reindeer with a hat on. Okay. And he just has makes me think of look up a picture of Chopper. He it's just like a little cute stuffed animal bear with a hat and reindeer antlers. So it's like I don't I'm curious how they adapt that. So that that's gonna be a big thing. But there was some stuff in this I didn't think they'd be able to adapt. Like Buggy the Clown is one of the villains they meet early on. He's actually like fantastic in this show. That's yeah. That's a CGI look. That actually doesn't look bad. Uh, that doesn't look bad because I think he's got to be cute, but he can be horrifying real quick if you're not careful. If he's if he's in a bad mood. I mean, he can too, but I just mean you can mess up that design very quickly as gotcha. well. Okay. He's he's his, his all, he can like change his form, like he can get into a big mean looking reindeer or whatever too. So it's like it's a lot of complicated stuff with that. But um, the cool thing about this is I think, and this is actually kind of. I was thinking about this on the way in and realized that there's some things that relate to another show that we'll talk about eventually, Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. But this is a fantastic... If you've never seen One Piece and you're interested, I would say you can you can just watch this Netflix show and see if you're into it. And then if you are, make the life-altering decision of whether or not you should watch 
the actual thing or read the actual thing, which is, like I said, when I, I got an anime around like COVID and stuff mm -hmm. and I've gotten more into it. And One Piece was something I watched a little bit of and was interested in it and liked the world. And I was like, I can't wait to watch him find the One Piece. This will be great. And then I realized, oh my God, there are another 900 episodes of this and it's still running. And I basically like kind of was out for like a couple of years. I was finding other, looking into other anime spaces and it's too much watching those. Time. I was like, this is, I'll never finish it and it's never going to go anywhere. Recently, I've come back around like basically a year ago. I started watching it again because I found a couple like reviewers who were doing like arc reviews, so it made it a little more digestible. Because mm -hmm. that's the other thing is I'm so much in a silo of just like I watched this thing. All right, no, I don't know anyone talking about that thing or whatever. So, anyways, um, I came back around to it, and the actual fact that it's so long is actually kind of encouraging from a world building perspective, because you're just like there's this uh, the author's name is Oda, and he's constantly like setting stuff up in like these first. 60 chapters and then he'll just like set it there and then he'll come back to it in like 400 chapters and bring this character back and like turn it on its head or do something different with it so it's like it's kind of insane i've never like actually experienced some kind of i don't want to call it content but like storytelling like this yeah where it's so in depth with so much going on so if you were to make that decision like that's a big decision but i would say you can just watch this eight episode netflix show and get the idea of why people are into it and like it, and then you can just leave it there if you want. But it does a very good job of introducing you to the characters and what they were like from the anime and the manga, which is something that Ahsoka was trying to do with these rebel characters, translating them from animation mm -hmm. and getting you to be interested in them without having watched Rebels or Clone Wars. And that show does not do a good job of that at all. Yeah, I still need to do my... It, recap of never seeing those anime shows or animated yeah. shows excuse me to we'll, seeing ahsoka yeah we'll probably talk about ahsoka at some point but in in the in that respect where these two shows are trying to sell you on some animated characters that you haven't seen before and giving you actual reasons in this show to be invested in them like it completely blows ahsoka out of the water which is not really even attempting to do that in my opinion it's basically just like you get it right hope so because we're moving on you like these characters already, right? Because I'm not going to give you any reasons to like them in this show. Okay. <laughs> but One Piece was great. I was shocked it was great. And I basically started reading the manga after oh. I finished the show. Because okay. I'd never read that. And it's just, it's accessible on a, like a Shonen Jump, which I have. So I, I basically have now read through the manga of all those, of the sections of these first eight episodes. And yeah, it's, it's also fantastic. But there's a couple moments that they leave out that really make me mad um and maybe someday we'll talk about those but they sounds do. like a book's better than uh well the, the, the book it's, it's just it's a there was some, a key part to an arc and at the very end that they just didn't include and i was like that actually was kind of an important part of that story and they were right there like they walked right up to it and then kind of kept going and i was like no 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 that you need that. that. Thing. No, no, you actually back. need that. That's an important part of the emotional journey here. You need that. Okay, oh, they're already other oh, punching. So, no. some some stuff they couldn't do. Obviously, it's eight episodes to yeah. cover sixty chapters or whatever. So there was always going to be some stuff like that. But it was pretty great, and the cast was great, and they like actually somehow pulled it off, which I can't believe. Crazy, crazy any, kids. Any other thoughts for the nerd corner? Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, those I got enough Ahsoka digs in there, I think, to last me for a while. <laughs> the that show ended recently and just all actually I don't even really I can't even really say it ended because it didn't. The season stopped, but the story was not finished at all in any way. So I guess see you so, next yeah, time. Yeah, you said that was probably leading into a movie or something like that. I bet they better because they didn't do anything in the show. They just set up, set up, set up, and then the most annoying part is they had two villains in the show, which were the two most interesting parts of the show because the rest of the characters aren't barely even characters. They're just cartoons, <laughs> which, you know, is kind of fitting in a way. Um, but, yeah, they had these two bad guy characters, and they just didn't finish. They just weren't a part of the finale at all so i guess maybe next season they'll have a story because i still don't even know what they want they didn't even get around to that i don't know what they want i don't know why they're there i don't know where they're going seems like it probably wasn't good enough to probably get a second season it'll just be but it will empty. oh it 100 percent will though okay because this is the direction star wars is going in now like, this guy's kind of running it now i guess which is weird because he He's like I. He's like George, about Dave Filoni. I am. He okay. ta- he's like George Lucas. He's got some big ideas. He's got some interesting things. Can't write dialogue for shit, at all. Can't have people talking about things, which ends up being a lot weird. of a show. Yeah, there's a lot of talking. So, and every every it's it was like the Super Mario movie. Every time someone opened their mouth, I was just like, oh no, <laughs> no, please stop, please stop. So, uh, boy, I don't. And or season two. Yeah, that's that's I, the last hope right now for some of these Star I had to, Wars shows. I had to right? start rewatching Andor to make myself feel better, and I need to finish Visions. I don't know if you've ever seen Visions. Never even heard of it. Visions season one is fantastic. It's this Star is great. And this is just going to turn into an anime corner now. Oh. It's a Star Wars thing. They basically gave the Star Wars license to a bunch of different anime creators and had each of them make their own little twenty-minute episode of Star Wars with their own anime. Um, art style Mm -hmm. and they're all like wildly different okay so there's like seven episodes in the first season they're all like 15 minutes there's some awesome ones in there that look great and are fun i started watching the second season and it's like god this is so good so there's some really good stuff in there my one nerd corner thing i'm looking forward to doesn't come out till november season four for all mankind have okay. you watched that show or no. no? It's like an alternate... Is this an Apple show? It's an Apple show. It's oh, okay. A, it's an alternate uh, timeline where Russia beats the U.S. to the moon in the space race. Okay. Um, and it, It's like a man in the high castle was for Nazis. Sort of, yes. Something. But like a lot more tension to it. Um, and like each season you progress further in time. So like first season is just like getting to the moon. Sure. The next season is building a colony on mm. the moon like 20 years later so is it just then like... it's mars and this we don't oh. know we, then we don't know what like mars was season like, three it's still like cold war vibes though very much okay. very much but yeah it's like the cold war never advanced ended. space race oh that's actually interesting um and then season four like i haven't even seen the trailer yet they just released it a few days ago because they couldn't do anything with writers and all that stuff on strike yes so now season four is coming out in november and i'm pumped about that one so that's my that's one little nerd nerd corner yeah. uh, contribution i sure. would say watch that one there's some pretty solid episodes i have there. to there's another sci-fi show on apple it's like foundation or something foundation yeah. i haven't seen but haven't seen that one or silo or invasion haven't, haven't seen that one haven't seen that one uh mythic quest is good on apple i saw that haven't seen that one that's either. the rob McElhenney yeah yeah video yeah. game show with the rickety cricket 
with Rickety Crow. <laughs> I can't not call him that every time. The the setting of that show just makes me think of Grandma's Boy. Oh yeah. Where it's like yeah. a couple, couple older people working at a video game place. Very much. I ha- haven't haven't seen the show yet though, so I can't give it a, a true assessment. <laughs> Any uh, final thoughts on this episode as we wrap this one up? I think we we said all that could be said. Hopefully, both our teams will just keep losing. Hopefully, my team will keep losing. I can't say that for you. Good representation. Yeah. Almost. Jules. Jules. Last receiver that we drafted who was any good who we kept on the team, Jacoby Myers. R.I.P. You know. <laughs> Dick, uh, Dick Buckus uh, passed away, so I had to give him mm. a little bit of love in this episode as well. Actually, yeah. one of the two Bears things I actually own. The other one being... Really? That hat. That's plenty for you. <laughs> that's it. That's it. They've been pretty bad. Well, I, so you I don't get, need to... you get the one too. Next year you'll have a Marvin Harrison hat and a Caleb Williams jersey. You'll yeah, be good. we'll see. We'll see. I or I will. I have a hard time buying current jerseys because teams people just leave all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. I feel that. That's Ray Bradley. I'm Brian Slyke. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Sportslandia, brought to you by Next Professional Athlete. Thank you.